Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you for just a few moments about Lincoln and conservatives. I got a very fiery email yesterday uh, from a gentleman who said he was representing the Sons of the Confederacy, who was mad as a wet hen with me because I had written an article that appeared on uh, foxnews.com about Lincoln and about Lincoln's decision to issue the Emancipation Proclamation. Let me tell you what I said real quick, and then I'll tell you what this other gentleman said. Uh, I did not pass judgment on the Emancipation Proclamation, although, of course, I think it's a good thing. It was a good thing at the time. It did not free all the slaves because it was a war powers measure, and Lincoln freed as many as he could. The article that I wrote, though, was about the fact that Lincoln did this out of a covenant he made with God. We know this very well. Uh, Lincoln walked into a cabinet meeting. Uh, Sitting there was Gideon Wells and Salmon Chase. Both of them were taking notes. Lincoln said, you know that I've been talking to you for a while about an emancipation proclamation. I've decided to issue it, and I've done it because I've made a covenant with God. Um, He gave us some of the victories I asked him for, and now I'm going to fulfill my side of the covenant by by issuing this emancipation proclamation. Well, uh, there's no question this is documented, documented by two of the most brilliant men of that age uh, in independent journals. So there's no question this happened. That's the story that I told in the Fox News piece. Well, uh, of course, folks in the Sons of the Confederacy aren't happy with Mr. Lincoln. Um, And of course, there's much for conservatives to be unhappy with Mr. Lincoln about. Um, I don't like that Mr. Lincoln uh, unseated the entire Maryland legislature. Uh, I don't like that he shut down uh, newspaper offices and violated the freedom of the press. I don't like uh, that he many times overstepped constitutional boundaries. I don't like that. Now, if you've seen the Spielberg film, I think he fairly accurately represents Lincoln uh, saying, you know, I felt like I had to do this because of the war. But as a conservative who believes in rule of law and believes that uh, federalism was dramatically enhanced and over and bloated uh, during the Civil War, uh, I think that, you know, I certainly have my complaints. But uh, here, here is what we must come to as conservatives. And I, and I want to say, too, by the way, that I'm very much a son of the South, and I think the South had the better constitutional case. Of course, I'm insanely against slavery. That's not even the issue. But in terms of the constitutional case, um, there's no question, I think. I think most scholars would say the South had the better case. It was a moral case that impelled um, the abolitionist portion of the North into action. But, but, but all of that to say... That the problem that we often have uh, is that we so hate a person, we're not willing to consider any virtues regarding them or any of their virtues. And you can have a man you disagree with. You can have a man you dislike. You can have a man who represents values that make you want to rip your hair out. And at the same time, uh, there can be a man who is a, the same man can be uh, good in other areas. Um, in the email I got from this, this gentleman from the Sons of the Confederacy, of course, he accused me from, of trying to make money off of Spielberg and lying and misre- mis- misrepresenting Mr. Lincoln, because uh, in his view, Mr. Lincoln has to be evil. He could not have been a man of faith. He was not serving God. He was disgusting, and he was usurping authority, and he was violating the Constitution to, to um, issue the Emancipation Proclamation. Now, I understand this man's anger. 
And I understand uh, what happened to the South. I had a grandmother, as I think I've said on this podcast before, uh, who always spoke of the Civil War as the woe of Northern aggression and was still mad about General Sherman like he had died yesterday. But I, so I understand, not only from my studies, but from my own family, um, that the South took the, ba- the lesser end of that deal, of course, and ended up with horrible devastation. And we're, of course, still dealing with tensions between North and South as a result. However, part of the big problem in our country uh, is that we cannot see issues as multifaceted. We cannot see the diamond as having many faces. Some we like, some we don't. People have to be completely negative or completely positive. Many conservatives don't like Lincoln because they see him as the aggressor in the war, because he did overstep uh, the boundaries of the states, because he did uh, essentially shove aside the 10th Amendment, which guaranteed states all the authority not specifically reserved to the federal government and the Constitution, um, because he did many, many times use uh, executive powers that he had created five minutes before. He should not have unseated the Maryland legislature. He should not have invaded press offices. Uh, th- there were many issues like that that, uh, that, he, that you know, where I vehemently disagree with him he, on, on fundamental issues of his constitutional interpretation. And yet, though our founding fathers turned the nation initially in a direction against the growth of slavery and the extension of slavery, having forbid, uh, forbade the trade in 1806, for example, um, it continued to grow. It would continue to be an issue. And I, th- I think that we do ourselves damage when we as conservatives, we who believe in the rule of law, we believe who believe in a limited central government and greater power to the states and a decentralization of authority, I think we do ourselves harm when we don't recognize that there are aspects of Lincoln that, of course, we, we want to honor and celebrate and welcome while still showing, still exposing flaws, uh, especially constitutional flaws, uh, in his public, in his policies, uh, to to hate the man, to not be able to embrace him as a great president, to not learn from him, and by the way, to not answer the issues that were of concern to him. I mean, what do you do with the fact that there are four million people enslaved? What do you do with the fact that there are plantations and in, in which there are mulatto children all over the place because the the plantation owner is having the female slaves at will. This is a biblical form of slavery. This is something we should countenance. Now, I have a love of the South. Please don't misunderstand. But also, don't come at me as being somehow anti-conservative, anti-federalist, anti-traditional interpretation of the Constitution, because I can find elements to exalt, particularly his journey of faith and Abraham Lincoln. That kind of thinking is what's keeping us out of some of the big debates in our society. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN, and a blogger for a number of leading online news services. His groundbreaking books on faith and American society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Mormonizing of America, and the soon-to-be-released Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at www.mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes.
The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell for Chartwell Literary Group. Thank you.